Welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. I am Leo Flowers. Today we're going to talk about Memento Mori versus Memento Viver. Memento Mori, if you're not familiar, means it's an old Latin phrase that means remember that you will die. And this phrase has been used throughout history as a reminder of human mortality and the transient nature of life. Embracing memento mori as a mantra for one's life can have several significant effects, right? Uh, remembering that one day you're going to die can enhance our perspective on life by acknowledging the inevitability of death. It can help us to prioritize what's meaningful to us by understanding that time is limited, can motivate us to prioritize our goals and values, encouraging us to focus on what truly matters in life. Remembering that we're going to die could also bring a sense of humility, right? Uh, it can be a humbling reminder that all of us, regardless of our status, of our achievements, we share the common fate of mortality. And as dark as memento mori can sound, this, this remembering that one day we're going to die, it can be a motivation for action to move us forward, to help us to push us and seize opportunities, take risks, pursue passions, to recognize time is limited and procrastination may result in missed chances. So there's a lot of beauty in memento mori and remembering that one might die. But I, I've seen the, the dark side of it where people are like, well, I'm going to die anyway. So they, they use that to excuse risk-taking behaviors, to throwing caution to the wind, to really not thinking through their next steps, right? And, and I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of that. I've, I've had that, that notion where I'm like, well, what does it matter? I'm going to die anyway, right? We're, we're all going to die. So why should I put any effort into this? Why should I care? We're all going to die. And, but, but memento mori also has two other aspects to it where it can help us to accept the impermanence of life and, and deal with the inevitability of aging and the loss of loved ones. Because if we, if we go through life not accepting um, or, or trying to suppress or ignoring the fact that we're going to age, that people that we love, that we care about are going to die. The things that we care about may get lost. I have a friend, he had um, a massive record collection. I don't know if you remember what records are. <laughs> but he had a massive album collection and lost them in a the fire. You know, if you have that idea of memento mori, you go, oh, okay, this is, this is natural. This was expected. So it, this idea of memento mori can help us prepare ourselves for the inevitable aging, the decaying, the loss of loved ones, right? Instead of what, I don't know about you, but sometimes I try to hold on to everything. And there's a book called The Picture of Dorian Gray. And in that book, the, the character Dorian has a, a, paint, a, a picture of himself painted. And the picture of him is so beautiful, so remarkable. He can't believe that this is how he's seen by the world. You know, it's, it's like set back in the 17 or 1800s. 
And he, he loves it so much that he makes a deal with the devil to never age. The, the painting of himself ages, but he himself never ages. He's trying to hold on. He's trying to reject this idea of memento mori. And in the end, it, 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 it's calamitous for him. I don't want to ruin it for you in the event that you want to read the book. But it doesn't end well for him, this, this trying to hold on, this rejection of the inevitability of aging, of, of, of loss, right? And last reason why this memento mori can be a valuable mindset is that it allows us to incorporate the concept of mortality into how we look at the world. When we reflect on our mortality, right, it can lead to a deeper philosophical or spiritual insight and greater sense of purpose, of like, I only have so much time. Think about those bank heist movies where they have a very narrow window to pull off the bank heist, whether it's they have three minutes to rob the bank or they have two hours to drill and um, set up shop up under the bank so that they can tunnel in and, and grab what they want and then get out without even being seen or having to rob the bank, right? But when we have time constraints, it gives us a sense of purpose. When you watch a football game, that two-minute drill at the very end where it's two minutes left, the, the, the score is tied, they're on a 20-yard line, and they have to run that two-minute drill. Like, that increases a sense of purpose. There, it gives us a sense of urgency of, like, we have to do this and we have to do it now, right? Now, of course, you don't want to live your life as a two-minute drill. It's too tense, too toxic. It's just not going to bode well for you. But those moments where we need that motivation and that, that need to be kicked in our butt, memento mori, that, that reminder that one day this, this will end. I'm going to die. So it, it also helps because when we think about suicidality, we have this feeling of this pain is going to last forever. This pressure is going to be forever. Uh, they're always good. Like, it, there's this thing of always and forever, but we forget that everything comes to an end. That person who um, that you're envious of, that has so much success, eventually their career will die. They will die. They can't take the things that they've accumulated and, and built up over life with them. That person who is so beautiful right now, that, that's so gorgeous, that, that you're like, I wish I could look at Like they are going to slowly age and decay and go back to dust and bones, Right. So memento mori, remembering that we're going to die. Our time is precious. Now is what matters. Now that I've said that, I was just introduced to another concept. I've grown up only hearing about memento mori, M-O-R-I. But I've recently been introduced to memento vivere. V-I-V-E-R-E, as a mantra for one's life. And it's a Latin phrase. I don't know why everything's a Latin phrase. Why, why, does, why do Latin people get all the credit? Um, that translates to remember to live. Remember that you must live. 
right? And I, and I love this memento vivere because I've seen people have this tattooed on their bodies. They have a necklace with it. But it's crazy that I only grew up with the memento mori. Remember that you will die. But, but And I think what's beautiful is in the beginning, you know, I think when we're in that despair, memento mori is helpful when I'm in despair. But once I'm back to neutral, once I've once the 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 the, the weighted blanket has been lifted, the stone is off my shoulder, and I, I feel a bit stable. You know, once I've I've waken up and I can see the sun and hear the birds and feel the breeze, then I go, okay, memento vivere. Remember to live. Remember to build a life, and and this it, it's about it, it does. Uh, emphasize the inevitability of death but but memento vivere also has uh several ways of expanding our perspective on life one it helps us to focus on the present moment and embrace the opportunities and experiences that life offers us sometimes when we're in that place of despair people offer help they they offer a hand they offer an opportunity and we go oh no not right now i can't really handle it I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not good enough that like we're, we're, we're turning down life. We're turning down the opportunity to live, the opportunity to grow, the opportunity to build and create and co-create and collaborate. You know, we, we end up shooting down these, uh, the, the, the living part of our life. Um, and, and of course, there's times where you need to recover. You need to recuperate. You need to rest. Um, we're, we're not in. We're not denying that. But, but that. But you know the difference between. I need some time off because I've I've been living. I've been, I've been building. I've been creating. And when you are avoiding opportunities, right? You there. It feels different. It feels different, right? Where you feel small, um, and scared versus empowered and expansive right uh, and so memento viver also it can foster positivity and optimism instead of like dwelling on the transient nature of existence we remember to emphasize the importance of finding joy purpose meaning in the unfolding moments of life i went for a walk this morning and i saw a a slug on a tree uh, or a sloth, I don't know, slug, sloth, one of those snails on a, on, a, on a branch of this tree. And I took a photo. I took a couple photos of it. And I did that because there was something beautiful to me about how much time it took for this, this slug to climb up the tree and then across the branch and just barely hanging on to this leaf. And it was just chilling, just hanging out. And I was like, man, that is, it could have stayed on the ground. Because what, what does a, a slug need to, to eat is water and, and plant life. There was water and plant life on the ground. It didn't have to go all the way up there. But it did. It gave it, that, that's, I feel like that slug looked at the tree, looked at the branch, looked at the leaf, and was like, why not? Why not, man? Let's let's live. 
This gives me this 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 will take my whole day. Let's go. I, you know, I got nothing else to do. A girl uh, canceled, and um, you know, I got the day off of work, and kids are in school. Let's do this. It, you know, so I had this whole story in my mind about how this slug got up there, and it, and it was beautiful to me. It 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 remembered to live, to do things for the purpose of doing it, not for any external reward or paycheck or validation. It's just something that that slug was like, why not? Let's let's go. Let's let's have some fun. Right? Memento Viver also reminds us to embrace our life's joys, our our relationships, our personal achievements, our what brings us pleasure. You know, we can go through so many days you know, weeks, months, without ever acknowledging what we've achieved in that time frame, without patting ourselves on the back, without being like, man, great, last year, 12 months ago, you were here, and now today, we're here. How many times do you you pat yourself on the back? And I don't mean in this kind of like ego building, like I'm the best, I'm so dope, but like just noticing and acknowledging your own growth, your own changes, your own, even if it's, uh, uh, it might even just be a perspective shift where you were thinking one way because of, you know, uh, experiences, but now you've learned something new and you're like, whoa, even my perspective has changed. I mean, these are all things to, to take note of. What, what brought you pleasure? Was it someone smiling, a honk, a hello? someone letting you in, holding the door for you? What were the simple pleasures of your life? Was it something you cooked, something someone made for you or delivered to you? I, I'm, I'm reading this book uh, called The Reader. That's the name of the, the book, uh, Oprah's Book Club, which I was like, oh, I don't want to read Oprah's Book Club. It, but how it, there's a scene in the book where the, the boy talks about being sick and he's in bed. And he talked about, like, you would think that being sick and in bed and in your room, that it would be boring and lifeless. But he goes, no, the, the, the objects in the room start coming to life. The, the pens start, start having a backstory. The chairs talking to the desk. He goes, there are moments where when there are cars driving by and the shadows from the lights of the car um, hit the wall. And that creates kind of a kaleidoscopic uh, vibe. And I remember that. I re- it brought me so much pleasure because it's one of those little things that um, you can forget. I remember as a kid being in my room, laying on my back, staring up at the ceiling. And, I, you know, I lived, in, I, lived in, I lived in Chicago. And every now and again when cars would go by, you would see, the, especially at night, the car lights would light up my room. And I and it was just something kind of cool about that, and I for, I forgot that 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 tiny bit of pleasure that that brought me, or that there, there was something about like me not feeling alone in the world, right? Because it was like, oh no, there's there's someone right outside, there's someone going to do a thing that like there's life being lived. There there was something beautiful about that, which brings me to the next point of memento vivere is that it encourages us to pursue our passions, 
set meaningful goals, engage in activities that bring us fulfillment, right? I mean, did you, did you sit down and set a goal for today? Just for today, just a tiny goal for today. Like my goal for today, I was like, let me upload some individual episodes. It's been a while. I know I was on a cruise ship. I was like, let me, let me go ahead and upload some, some episodes for today. And that's my, that's my main goal for today. I'm going to upload some. So you got some coming at you and I'm, I'm excited. Like what's your, what's your, what it, for you, it could be cleaning the house. It could be folding clothes. It could be calling three friends, whatever is meaningful to you. Not, not what the world thinks is meaningful or important or they value. What do you find meaning in? It maybe it's to, to work on a recipe or to, to sign up for a class, go for a walk with friends, whatever it is, set your meaningful goal for today. And then, you know, go ahead and pat yourself on the back. Memento vivere. vivere. So I know there's someone out there who's going to correct me. Actually, Leo, it's memento vivere. <laughs> but, but this idea of memento vivere, it helps to emphasize resilience and the ability to navigate difficulties with a positive mindset, right? Remembering to live. And in whatever small way that is, there's a um, uh, a documentary about uh, John Baptiste, and I think I referenced this before, where his wife is dies called American Symphony, and his wife is dying from cancer. Right? It's 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 come back. She's in her thirties, and at the same time, his career is taking off. And so she's in a hospital. She's in there for either weeks or months. I can't remember how long she's in, but she's in for a while. And she talks about how she loves to write, but because of the effects of chemo and cancer, she can't write. But Memento Viver, she says, I can paint. I can, she can. So she channeled that energy that she would have put into writing into painting. And so she remembered, that's, that's that resilience we're talking about of like, how do we navigate our difficulties? Okay, this door has been shut. What other doors open? Where else can I go? How else can I connect? How else can I build or create or, or, um, or have a conversation or, 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 or relax or find comfort or whatever? How do we navigate the difficulties? And, and what I love about that is it's, it's letting us know that there will be challenges. There will be difficulties. I, I think part of suffering is when we we just think everything's going to go smooth. Everything's going to go great. It's like, no, no. Anytime you set a goal, especially the bigger the goal, the more challenging it will be. There's a guy, Casey Neistat. He, uh, he has a, he's a YouTube channel. And he was just talking about how his goal uh, was to run a, a marathon in under three hours. And what made that so powerful is that uh, years ago, decades ago, actually, he was in a, a car, a motorcycle accident where his leg was broken and they had to put in a metal rod in his leg. And at that time, the doctor said, you will never run again. That's what the doctors told him. You will never run again. You have a metal rod in your leg. And so at that moment, he decided, memento vivere. And he said, I'm going to, um, 
I'm going to run, not only am I going to run, I'm going to run a marathon. And not only am I going to run a marathon, I'm going to run a marathon in under three hours. And he made this video. It's very recent. You can watch it uh, on YouTube, KC Neistat, where he shows all of his attempts to run this marathon under three hours. One marathon he runs in 312, another in 309, 308. There was one where he ran it at 302. And this is over 20 years of him trying to get it. And now he's in his 40s and he's still trying to hit this. So finally he hires a uh, marathon coach and still 301. And in the, in the last uh, clip, he runs it in 250. It was either 257 or 259 that he ran it in. But that's that resilience that I'm going to keep going, keep trying, keep plugging away. It is. It only matters to me. That's the one thing he emphasized was that goal that he had only mattered to him. The doctors didn't care if he ran it under three hours. The doctors didn't care if he ran. They didn't care if he if he walked. To be honest, it was something that was important to him. And then the last uh, beautiful part of uh, a memento vivere mindset is that it helps us to cultivate a gratitude for the gift of life by it by appreciating the positive aspects of existence, of, of, of contentment, giving us a contentment and satisfaction with life. I think we can be on that treadmill for so long that you know, we don't take the time to just be like, wow, that was, that was satisfactory. That was enough. That was good enough. I am enough. I'm so happy right now. I don't need more. You know, a lot of addiction is more, 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 and never being satisfied. And and I think if you stop and say, where do I feel satisfied? At what point am I feeling contentment? Because anything beyond that, uh, it can it can be trouble for us. So if there if there are some movies, you know, I I love to watch a movie that can kind of emphasize memento vivere. So you have Amelie which is a French film in 2001. That's a, a movie, Life is Beautiful. Uh, that was an Italian film in 97. Um, a Man Called Ove, or Uve, a Swedish film, uh, 2015. These are all different movies that emphasize memento vivere. And if you're like, I don't, I don't watch movies, there are a couple books you can read. The Little Prince by Antoine de saint uh, I'm, I'm, I can't, I don't know his last name, but it was written in 1943, The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho in 1988, and then The Elegance of the Hedgehog by Muriel Barbary in 2006. So if you're looking for a book or a movie to kind of emphasize and double down on this idea of memento vivere, those are some options for you to, to kind of ingratiate yourself and immerse yourself in this thinking and this ideology. I, I hope that you find a way to memento vivere today, right now. I really appreciate you uh, tuning in to this podcast. And, and remember, like today, today is what matters. Savoring today, savoring the moments. Um, if you found any value in this episode, sh- take seven seconds and share it with one other person.
share with them if you're more in the memento mori space or the memento viver space they, they both serve a purpose remember the memento mori is um, something we want to tap into when we are in despair that can that can help get us back to neutral but once we're back to neutral and and, and we feel more stable and more calm then we must memento viver and remember to live Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself. Remember, this podcast is not a substitute for you calling the 988 or any of the other 800 numbers. If you want to work with me, Leo Flowers, if you want one-on-one coaching, and, and when I say coaching, uh, what I do is I help clients who are struggling with their pain, their purpose, or their, uh, their promise. I, can, I will guide you through all of that. If you're in pain, I'm willing to sit shoulder to shoulder with you through that. If you're struggling with purpose, you're out of pain, but now you're like, what does this all mean? Let's navigate that. And if you're looking for, if you're trying to build, create, if you're prosperity, you're like, okay, I'm stable, but how do I create a life? How do I build a life? How do I move forward in life? And and you want to be prosperous. I am your guy. Go to thrivewithleo.com one-on-one coaching through your pain, purpose, and prosperity today.